Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure you can fill it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture is out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beats on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree, but if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Wake up, wake up. You are now tuned into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on SiriusXM, channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Listen, y'all better wake up, tweet somebody, let somebody know. We have a fire show for you once again today, and uh, you don't want to miss what it is we talking about today we got a a really big topic for you today and uh it's something that we all struggle with it's something that we've all been through i think it's something we'll all continue to struggle with uh every single day of our lives and uh listen our real talk topic today is you are what you eat i know i know you're like man you guys stay on this health kick uh well we're both on our health journeys so yeah you're going to continue to hear about us uh in our eating and things like that but today is a little bit different uh today we're going to dive into what exactly does that mean you are what you eat and of course this is a phrase that it's been around for a while a couple people have used it in a book uh or two tell me what you eat and i'll tell you what you are and we're, we're just going to talk about food as it compares to our mental health, our mental character, our physical health, our physical character, you know, how it changes the actual biological makeup of our teeth, our organs, our brain cells affecting our hair conditions, whether it's contributing to cancer or helping to protect us, whether it's contributing to high cholesterol, protecting us, heart disease and all that. So even if you live on fast food and junk and you're like, hey, I don't have time. Uh, today, we're going to give you a few tips that you probably will have time for. And uh, in this this topic, you are what you eat, might not be uh the normal topic that you're used to hearing and it might not come across the way that you're used to hearing it so you make sure you keep it locked right here with us listen and you also don't want to miss our very very important guest on our spiritual detox segment today uh the demon killer gang kai dkg kai detroit's finest himself will be in the building talking all things music christian drill music the turn up uh canceling demonic assignments uh it is going down y'all you really really have to keep it locked right here we're going to introduce you to a new artist producer and just go get her somebody who you you're going to want to follow his life is exciting his music is a reflection of that and god is definitely leading him and guiding him in his ministry right now so uh listen you already know what time it is. We have some new music for you. And shout out to all you new artists who keep on giving us the heat every single week. Like the genre of CHH, inspirational gospel, R&P, whatever you want to call it. Uh, every single week we get flooded. Our DMs are flooded. Our emails are flooded with new and hot music that is chart topping it's making video games it's being played on uh movies like it's our music now is being played on regular fm stations all over the world so please don't miss the movement this is history in the making and if you want to know 
what songs we're actually pushing each and every single week. You can always go to any of our Defix pages. We always have some type of post that shows you at least 10 songs every single week, especially after we do uh, our, our, um, our winning prescription. You are able to go to Spotify or whatever your favorite music streaming service is and download this music. Follow these artists. Uh, trust and believe. Everything we push over here is going to make you feel better. It's going to get you closer to God. It's going to make your day uh, go a lot easier and sweeter. And it's going to motivate you. And that's what we need each and every single day. Yes, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You're tuned into The Fix. Dice Gamble. DJ Focus. Keep it locked right here. We'll be right back. The Fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM Channel 154 Holy Culture Radio. It's time for our spiritual detox segment. Y'all know how we do it. And listen, we listen. I, I keep telling y'all, y'all, y'all keep talking about Christian hip-hop dead. I don't know where y'all be at. I promise you, I'll be finding these artists, man, who who got their own little wave going, their own vibe, and they they making great, great music. Uh, so listen, today we joined by a super talented artist, um, and I'm gonna let, listen. He got a powerful testimony, and like I say, he putting out powerful music. So I definitely want to uh, catch y'all up on game in case y'all ain't know about it. Uh, help me welcome in my brother DKG Kai. What's going What's on, bro? What's going on, fam? It's an honor to be here. Man, listen, I, I appreciate you just making solid music. I don't say that. Anybody who know me know I'm a hard critic when it comes to music. I've been DJing a long time. Yeah. So, listen, I, I I ain't all to all, but if I give you a stamp, I promise you, you putting out some good heat. Yeah. So, uh, before we talk about all the music you're doing and all the collaborations you're doing, um, just speak a little bit to your faith story. Give us the backstory of kind of like how you develop your own personal relationship with God. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, long story short, you know, I grew up, I grew up in the church. You know, my parents was pastors. They didn't have their own church, but they was house pastors at the, the main ministry that we attended at the time. Um, so growing up, that's really all I, like, I seen. I seen both sides of everything. You know what I'm saying? So I was able to see the church side, but I was also able to see the streets a little bit. You know what I'm saying as well? So um, my, the way they raised me was like some of both they made sure i had faith but they also made sure i had street knowledge like you know what i'm saying to make sure i knew how to move um but yeah man I, I was raised so i was raised in the church so i preached my first sermon at 11 so like early early on it was like oh he gonna be the preacher like he gonna you know what i'm saying um but you know i was also a college basketball player you feel me so i'm in school and i'm living my life i'm just you know what i'm saying doing what i want to do i'm experimenting with you know, smoking weed and I'm selling drugs at the time. You feel me? I'm doing something, everything. I know I shouldn't have no business doing. Uh, and people would even tell me like, bro, you different. Like you, you don't even have to do this. You doing this cause you want to like, um, but when I end up coming back home, I end up getting kicked out of the college that I was at for all the stuff I was doing. So lost my scholarship, came back home. And from there, um, my cousin ended up getting killed and I was supposed to be with him. So it was like, that was kind of like my wake up call. Like, all right, I gotta, I gotta change some stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it really made me think like, man, I had an opportunity to grab him out the street and I didn't. So it made me think it's like, man, mm -hmm. I, I like, I literally told God, like, if you just, if you help me through what I'm going through right now, I promise you, like, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life trying to help people like my cousin, like, and make sure I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna miss that opportunity again. Um, and right after that, I want to say like probably six months to eight months after that is when I started like youth ministering and going into youth pastoring. And then maybe about a year and a half, two years after that is when I started rapping. Why, why, why do you think, uh, thanks for sharing that. Why do you think, you, you know, you chose to continue to even get involved in the street element? Cause I, I hear what you're saying. I know you said your parents kind of wanted to give you the balance. And so you yeah. understood, but why do you think you chose to, you know, really like dabble into it? Cause it's one thing to give you, information just yeah. for knowledge compared to you really going for out sure. doing. like anytime that they would tell me about certain stuff it was more so like all right we did this so you don't have to or it was like you gotta know how to move because even though like even when i wasn't in the street it was still certain situations like i had to know all right if i'm on this side of town i gotta know these type of people i gotta know to stay away from this you know what i'm saying but it was more so like a curiosity it was like okay they yeah. kept me from this but when i'm seeing this person talk about it when i got these homies over here that's doing it it looked fun, if I'm just being honest. Like, and in the music, too. 
that's why I go so hard with the mute, the certain type of music that I make. It's not by mistake. Like I do it for a reason because I understand listening to today's rap music, they glorify this stuff so much and they paint such a vivid picture that it seemed fun. Like they're not telling you what's on the other side. They're not telling you about your your boy getting set up and you supposed to be there and you could have lost your life too. They ain't telling you you feel me about the repercussions. So with me, it's like I, I got real, real curious and wanted to see, like, all right, like, and then too, another thing, if I'm just being honest, growing up, I was looked at like, oh, he light skinned, long hair, X, Y, and Z, he's soft. You feel me? So I always had that stigma. So it's like, no, I'm gonna show y'all better than I could tell y'all. Like, so it's one of those things where I felt like I had to prove myself for real. So yeah, that was that was really why for real. No, that's good, and I appreciate you bringing up the the impact of the music that it had in, in influencing you. A lot of people say, well, "No, nah, it's just music. It ain't really making me do these things." I, yeah, <laughs> stop it. You putting that stuff in your spirit, you, eventually you gonna try. Like you say, <laughs> curiosity. It, it just helped feed the fire that you like. You say your yep. curiosity. So thanks for bringing that up because we talk about that a lot. So you know when when it, when it, when did the music happen? So how you know? Okay, you know you come <laughs> home from college. How did you start doing music? Like, what really made you say, you know what, I really want to rap for real? Because you say you was a yeah. basketball star. Were you always doing music on no, the low? No, it's just... crazy. Like, everybody, I was in the studio um, with this R&B singer the other day. We we go to the same studio, so we ended up running into each other. And she was asking me the same thing. She like, you would think you've been rapping your whole life. But for me, I always knew music. My dad always put me hip to real music. Like, George Clinton, Funkadelics, Parliament, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, all of them. So, like... I always had an ear for music, so I, I would have been a real good A and R or a D, like or somebody like a DJ, somebody who knows music and can put it out. But I was never somebody who actually had musical ability. But it just literally happened one day. Like man, I'm telling you, I I was youth pastor at the time, and my homeboy had hit me up like, bro, you should come to the studio with me and just lay down something just for fun, like see if you like it. Like you got the voice, you got the look, you know, you could just do that, shoot a video, and use it to promo your youth ministry so i'm like okay cool like that'll be fire and i ended up doing it and off that first song my city started getting noticed and they like bro what he doing he low-key got potential like and he doing it in a way that don't look corny like we ain't never seen no christian rapper move and look and you know operate how you do so it literally i tell people all the time i start rapping by mistake literally like, it was never a thought out, like, oh, I'm about to be a rapper. I honestly thought it was corny, because I'm like, bro, everybody, especially in my city, I'm, I'm like, everybody named Mama in Detroit say they're a rapper. So I'm like, okay, I ain't going down that route. Like, I, I'm not about to do that. I already found my lane. I'm making my own money. I was making good money. I had a, I had jewelry and all that before I started rapping. So it's like, I'm making good money, got a crib. I ain't even about to get into it. But I loved music so much that when I actually fell into it and I started figuring out like, oh, I can actually do this. Like, okay, cool. And then I used my graphic design and um and video editing skills from when I was 14 to now I still edit all my own stuff. Like from album covers to music videos, content, everything. Oh, that's fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You doing good work. So, you know, speak about your style a little bit. You know, how did you develop? So I, I hear you you get into music, you like you say, on, on accident. But I, I would argue that was just yeah. you getting in purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and you just didn't know it yet. But talk about your creative style. Like, what what does it look like when you go in the studio to create a track? Are you want to have some mm-hmm. beat first? You got your lyrics written down? Like, walk us through your creative yeah, so process. I'm what they call a punch rapper. So, like, I go in the studio, I, whatever producer I'm working with, I have them load up at least 20 beats because i'm real picky with my beat selection so i'm a real artist so like today like yesterday prime example i could have been in the studio doing a trap beat because that's just how i felt that day but today if i'm being honest right now i feel like doing something melodic so i go in and say play me all your melodic beats you feel me i, I want to sing today and it only take me like five to ten seconds to figure out if i want that beat or not i know off the bat so if i don't like that one all right next don't like that one next final one cool so i haven't played I get on the mic and start mumbling a melody or mumbling, you know, a rap pattern. And once I find the pattern, it's like, all right, bet I can use this. So I go line by line. So I have them go and I'll say like two bars and I'll be like, all right, keep that. And then punch me back in. So that's why, you know what I'm saying? Like they call me a punch rapper. So yeah, it's literally, I rap line by line. I'm never writing them. No, that's good. Speak a little bit to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. growing up, man. Um, from Detroit, I, listen. I know I, I'm not that far from. Okay. I'm in Cleveland, so I know we we you know we share probably like a, a lot of similar uh, yeah. inner city urban community. Speak to the impact of that in your you know your mm-hmm. the way you grew up and your environment, 
and how you uh because i think you do a good job of, you're yeah. a good storyteller too i know you say you're a punch rapper, but yeah. you tell good stories so speak a little bit to just growing yeah. up in detroit the environment and everything how you convey that Most definitely. it's like it's like this i tell people too my parents did a real good job like I grew I was born and grew up there and then what ended up happening was they moved me to a suburban city so I could play basketball at a better school because it was a lot going on at the time we had actually witnessed something crazy like face to face so it was like all right it's time to get up out of here but what ended up happening even though I left I'm still going back and forth you know what I'm saying so even to see my grandparents and all that so it was like I still I got the best of both worlds so with me being from Detroit and in Detroit and then having to transition to a suburban neighborhood that also really influenced me as well because if you notice some of my projects it'll be Detroit beats or trap beats but then half of it may be melodic or alternative and that's a project that's a really a product of me getting in these suburban schools and then now I'm being forced to listen to certain type of music and I end up liking it so like to this day, people would never believe. Like I got a Bon Jovi shirt on right now. People when they see me, they laugh. It's like, bro, you ain't never heard about. Yes, I have. Like I really listened to all this different type of music, so it really influenced it. But from the street side, I noticed that with Detroit rap, Detroit rap blew up right around the time that I started rapping for real. So it was like we really kind of took over the industry a little bit uh, with the Babyface Rays, the Icewear Vezos, the real the Young OGs. So when they blew up and I first started rapping, I'm like, yo, like this would be hard because everybody and their mama trying to mimic this sound and they listening to this sound, but we ain't got that in the Christian space yet. So it helps me to be able to get on these trap beats and get people ear. And they like, man, this sound hard. Like we had the studio the other day playing some of my stuff for the, the A&R of the, uh, Def Jam was there. They heard it and they like, bro, we had to re-listen to it five times and make sure you wasn't cussing. Like th this crazy. So because they hear a sound because music is all about it's all about it's all about the sonics behind it, the sound behind it so once you hear a sound that catch your ear you hook now so now that's why you can listen to something and these kids could be walking around listening to this crazy music they're not even paying attention to the lyrics for it. it's a sound that got them trapped so it's like okay how about this let's take that same sound and let's put a positive message behind it because music is ministering to you so now i'm ministering to you the positive stuff that's good well, yeah, listen, we call it turn your negative into a positive. We talk about that all the time okay. right here on The Fix. Listen, DJ Focus, uh, we got to go to a quick break. I promise you, don't touch that dial. We got some more coming up from uh, DKG Kai. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus. You tune back into the fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. Listen, we still got uh, the super talented uh, DKG Kai on the line with us. So talk about it. You, you know, you you you've been a youth pastor, still a youth pastor, mm -hmm. right? So you know, speak to that dynamic. I think today, I'll be honest with you, the conversations that I I, I could just only imagine youth pastors are getting mm -hmm. from the youth are different from when I grew up. I'm a little <laughs> older than you, so I know. Yeah, yeah, we didn't go to our youth pastor, not pastor, and telling them, you know, what I'm saying we have an identity crisis. Maybe we thinking about, you know, we think we like the same sex, or you know, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, listen, I grew up in the streets. I moved, uh, work in the streets, but I would never go tell my new pastor I, I, I sold weed and smoked weed back in my day. But I know that's a real thing now. So speak to that, man. And how do you deal with that and balance all that? And then how do you build the relationship to even talk to and minister to them? For sure. It's like, it's like this. I tell people all the time, you can't, as a, as a youth pastor, not even just as a youth pastor, as a leader, you cannot wear a mask especially when dealing with young people because this generation we know real versus fake like we, we and we gonna call it so that was the thing with us growing up we would look at certain people and be like bro you capping like you, you sitting here trying to act like you got it all together like we we, we don't want to hear nothing from you so with me when i first start youth pastor and just teaching in general i was the the one that would get on stage and tell almost too much of my testimony to show them like bro this is what I dealt with. Yes, I did it. So that lets you know, if you're dealing with this, you can be where I am today. I'm one of those type of people. I'm not trying to make it seem like there's such a distance between me and them because it's really not all, all in all. So, um, so yeah, it was that. And that's what got them to really trust me to be like, okay, you know, Minister Makaya, cool. Like I, I'm liking, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's when like, even to the point where when I had to move to Atlanta, 
it was hard for this separation, you know, with me and the and the youth because they they was hurt. Cause it's like, man, it's like we lost not just a youth pass, but like a brother, like a big brother for real. So yeah, that's that's really it. You just gotta be real with this generation and really speak to what they're dealing with. And you can't be afraid to sometimes tell them and be honest. So, you know, and, and it is sometimes crazy. You will get some wild questions that they will deal with, you know, certain things that is wild, but that's why I tell them too. Excuse me, if I don't have if I don't have an answer. I'm going to point you to who does. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I'm not going to be one of these people that just tell you, oh, that's the spirit. Just go pray about it. Like, yeah, we're supposed to pray. But at the end of the day, it's other things as well. Like, even when it comes to, you know, if a kid or somebody come to me and say they're dealing with lust, I can't just tell them go pray lust away because that don't just work all the time. You, you don't just pray and wake up tomorrow and don't have them feelings. Like, it's certain steps that you got to take to get that stuff away from you watch what you like what are you looking at on instagram you know what i'm saying what do you what music are you listening to who are you around so yeah that's that's really what it is man it's just keeping it honest with them and they're gonna keep it a buck with you how have they received your music like have you been getting good music. feedback from your, your they youth? love it they love it because like right right okay. now i actually sent because i'm so busy now i'm moving around with different you know label situations and stuff like that i haven't i'm not able to be there with them all the time but I, I'm getting calls like calls, FaceTime, all the all the type, uh, all that type stuff when I'm on the road, and they just telling me like, bro, like they loved this since the beginning when I first started when nobody knew me. It was just like an in-house thing. They would be playing my music before you know the youth parties and all that. So now for them to actually see, it's even inspiration to them because they seen when I first started when nobody knew me to now. I'm at reach records to now I'm doing a tour to now I'm doing all these different things. So they looking like, man, like he come from where we come from and he making it legit. Like he's showing us this because like, let's keep it a buck. People feel like Christians got to be broke, which is so stupid to me. But our generation, they looking like, bro, we want some, we love God. But we want some money. Show us how to get some money. Cause if you can't, we're going to go get it the fast way. So that's another thing as well. They looking at it like, man, he able to, have the nice things, nice car, jewelry, X, Y, and Z. It ain't all about money, but at the same time, we want to be able to have it. So they looking at that as inspiration, man. So they love it. They, they're my biggest fans for it. That's solid. Listen, talk about it. What, what you got? What you got working on? So have you? Have you? Are you signed to a label? Or are you still like in the negotiation? Uh, phase because if, if you're not I want you to speak to the dynamic of being assigned to a major compared to being independent for our artists who are up and coming who might not understand the yeah, difference so right now I'm actually like I'm, I'm like heavy negotiating a couple situations right now I can't speak on them yet um, but they right. some, they some right. really big opportunities but uh, for a while I was strictly independent like I did like I said I do everything myself so I'm going to be honest the, the independent route is great because if we think in money if we think in masters, publishing, you get to keep 100% of that. Your shows, 100%. Your music distribution, 100%. The only thing about being independent, the reason why it was easier for me is because I know how to do all this stuff already. So I don't have to pay nobody to shoot a video. I don't have to pay nobody to market for me. I know how to do these things. But if you don't, you're going to be spending a lot of money out of pocket. So it's more expensive to be independent, but it, it's more helpful in the long run when you do make it. Now you make, you bringing in all these, this revenue, you don't have to bust that pie down with too many different entities. Now the thing is though, with signing with a label, they will, they have the ability to get you in certain places. Like I was just talking to my, my homegirl the other day and I'm like, man, it's crazy. People don't understand these award shows really be politics. So a lot of times you're not signed to a label. They're not even going to give you a nod. Even if you got the most viral song, X, Y, and Z, you're not signed to a label. So labels are a positive when it comes to certain situations, certain avenues, and certain platforms. They can get you on with, within a push of a button. So that's why right now I'm trying to juggle and negotiate because I don't really want to. I don't want to sign my my name and my rights and everything over. I would rather do a partnership for real. So, yeah, let's talk about it, man. Uh, you got this worship tape to just drop, man. It's doing crazy numbers. Talk about the inspiration behind it and all the tracks on it. Most definitely, man. It's like right now, the, the place that I've been in, I'm going to be honest, at the beginning of the year, no, the, the end of last year, like the last two weeks of last year, I had a spot where I thought about uh, quitting music because I'm one of these people that like to, I like to get a move on. And I work so hard, I hate when it's not recognized. So I feel like I was working so hard but I wasn't getting the, the recognition that I felt like I deserved. So towards the end of the year, I'm like, man, maybe I should quit. It was just so much stuff going on that at the beginning of this year, like literally January 1st, 
Christian drill music went stupid viral on TikTok. Then it went viral again on Twitter, viral again on TikTok. Then it just mm -hmm. kept a snowball effect. So it was like, man, it was like a sign that God was saying like, yo, just be patient. Like, I got you. Just be patient. So this whole year, this this past six months, every it seemed like every single day, more and more opportunities been coming. So the place of the place mentally that I've been in has been worship. Like when I go to the studio, I just kind of want to thank God. Like not even kind of, I, I do. Like that's where I'm at. I'm past the, I'm not even at the, let me go talk about killing demons and all that. Like we passed that for right now. Like right now it's like, yo, we did that, but thank God for where you got me at. Like, thank God for the fact that you kept me pushing because if I would have quit, I wouldn't have been nowhere near this. Like I, I would probably be at a, you know, whatever, probably back at Amazon where I was like just still working and just li living a regular life. But Thanks be to God. And there's no slack to that, but thanks be to God. Like, this is my dream. And he was able to make that happen in literally six months. So, yeah, that's where I've been at with it. It's a it's a mix of worship with trap worship. And it's really telling my testimony from start to finish, like telling what I go through still, what I've been through. Some things that I've seen in the song Diary really tells you where my headspace was at through this entire time recording this project. That's solid. Uh, listen, uh, it, it won't mm -hmm. be long. You, you making crossover music. Let's be very clear. Um, absolutely. We appreciate you that you are sold out believer and that you're doing it for Jesus. But <laughs> yeah, these numbers are going to be running up on the FM yeah. dials on all the secular stations real yeah. soon, man. It just it just hit different, man. So I, I appreciate you, man. What's that one thing you would change, man? I know you ain't been in the game too mm -hmm. long, but if you could change something in the music industry from what you've already you know learned so far, what would you change? I would I would say in the Christian rap game for sure the judgmental side of everything. Like if you feel like your brother or your sister in Christ ain't doing something right, don't go public with it. Like that's corny to me. Like I don't play internet games. That's you know what good. I'm saying? Like why are we on the internet calling this person out or throwing subliminal shots? Like that's that's mad corny. Like you I don't know. I was just raised different. So I don't like the judgmental stuff. Like just because I'm not rapping how you want me to rap doesn't mean that it's going against God. Like we all move different. You know, we all come from different places. So that's that with Christian rap. But just in music in general, it's just a very fake place. Like I just wish people were more real. Like I'm the type of person, if we talk on this interview right now, this and then you see me on the street a week later and we have a conversation or you see me chilling with my guys or whoever this is just who i'm gonna be i don't have to put a mask on when i go to the studio to try to fit in with this group and then go be friends with this person like if i'm not friends with nobody in the industry i'm good i'm not doing this for y'all no way i'm doing this for god and, and to make sure that people get help so i just hate how fake the industry is for real because I, I just don't move like that that's good. Listen, uh, I know you didn't did some 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 super dope collabs and you got a little squad, but I gotta ask you the super super group question. If you could form a super group with two artists from any genre of music, dead or alive, what two artists you Ooh, pick? That's crazy. They still coming, they still coming in your yeah. world, so it's still gonna be a yo a project that you will stamp okay. on. But if you can pick anybody, two artists, dead or alive, any genre, what two artists you gonna form a super group? All right, with? I'm gonna do one dead, one alive. I'm gonna go I gotta come Michael Jackson. For sure, hands down. Um, you know, per, per, is, is y'all listening to what did, what this man is saying? The man do drill and trap it, trap worship, and he gonna get Michael yep. Jackson on the trap worship yeah. track. Oh my goodness, you gonna have to you would have to learn how to dance because no, Michael, you ain't gonna be around Michael without dancing. <laughs> no cap, no cap. Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get, um, I gotta get Mike, and then I gotta get Kanye. I'm gonna be honest, like I gotta, I gotta get Kanye. That's fire. Listen, DKG, tell the people how to connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms, and as well as uh, introduce your latest single. To the official one, because it's been a lot of fake pages, so if it's not, if it don't say official next to it on TikTok, it's not me. Uh, YouTube, same thing, search DKG Kai, you can uh, subscribe. And yeah, go check out the latest single, Diary. That's It's the single off of the album, or off of the EP, should I say, uh, Resurrection, the worship tape, man. I put my, I really poured my heart and soul into that song, so man, y'all go check that out and run up the, uh, the video as well. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. This is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, the Dicer. Oh, she in rare form today. Y'all ready? Listen, strap up. 
I know y'all was, uh, you know, uh, thinking she wasn't going to come out, but it's, uh, it's, it's that time for her to come on out today. We got this real, real conversation <laughs> coming today. And yes, I'm going to introduce the Dicer to y'all because we're going to have this conversation and, and we, we, we've talked a little bit about it, but I, I think this conversation today is going to pick up on, we're going to go a little bit more in depth into what's really happening with us. Uh, when you talk about we are what we eat. And how we need to take responsibility for what we do when you talk about our diet, um, the things we consume. Like, yeah, we, we need to make sure that we are eating the right things. We're getting enough vegetables, enough protein, enough fiber, enough iron, but also making sure that, yes, we don't just allow for this billion dollar industry, medical industry that wants to continue to. Yes, diagnose us with diabetes and high blood pressure and and everything that goes into so many people having, you know, heart conditions that are caused by stuff that they eat and everything that goes into it. So let's talk about it. Yes, you are what you eat today, Dice. Mm. Come on, let's get into it. Of course. I I just don't understand why this is so complicated. So let me let me speak first, Dice. So I'm glad you said that just because you said it's complicated. So I want to speak first because, yes, you're looking at a 6'4" uh 300 pound uh, uh human being that has uh struggled i would say over the last 10 years mm. with what he eats just because i'm be honest with you i enjoy eating the bad stuff and, and, and i think it's it's a struggle because culturally i was raised on a lot of these foods when you talk about fried food I, listen oh my goodness it is so rough and, and, and i do the rotisseries now dice i know i've been mm. doing these rotisserie chickens but God knows, if I had to choose between that rotisserie to the right and a, and an eight piece of fried chicken to the left, I promise you, ten out of ten, I'm going for that fried. And I know it's it's a, it's a mental thing. No, I'm just being honest. It's a mental thing. I know it's mental. I know I'm retraining my brain, but I'm telling you from somebody who struggles with this that it is real. So I know you say you don't understand why it's so complicated. I get it because you have disciplined yourself. You work out on the regular, you know, you have changed what you eat because you don't eat a lot of the, you know, you don't eat every meat and mm-hmm. you watch what mm-hmm. sweets you eat. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you from somebody that love food, just like you, I know you say you love food too. Love it. But, but it, 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 it's, it's, it is hard over here. I got my shake right here while, while we speaking. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you, if, if I really, in my mind, this shake or, or a steak, let's be, <laughs> I want to, yeah. Shake. Yeah. Or a steak. Yeah. But no, go ahead. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Good grief. So, I mean, <laughs> shake no, I, people, people need to hear real stories. So, I'm going to tell you from a real perspective, I understand why I need to do it, but I'm telling you, I struggled not doing it because that's that T bone steak with them scalloped potatoes and that mac and cheese was better than the shake. Mm-hmm. Shake. Well, so there are healthy options now. So to say, okay, let's just be real. And now ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. So if I just tap out and am, and I want to be absolutely ignorant today and eat what I want to eat, it feels good. It feels good. It tastes good. So I sleep. I'm I'm knocking out. Uh, I got the itis. It's it's just the whole vibe, you know. But unfortunately, it's an unhealthy vibe. And we never really question why we why we have this carb passing out, you know, or the sugar, you know, when we coming off the sugar high, we pass out. It's because our body can't take it. The body is like, oh, I got to shut you down because you're doing too much. You know what I'm saying? You can't just eat sugar all day and think you're going to be able to go. It don't work like that. Eventually, you'll pass out. And for those of you who have kids, because I know y'all do this to y'all kids, y'all dead wrong and I don't know if there's a special place in hell for you, but I know Jesus is not proud of you. Sugar high in your kids. So they go to sleep in like 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to get them all sugar, 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 sugar. And they're going to bounce around the house and run around. And then they're going to knock out because that's what happens. Their bodies can't take it, you know, and we're, we are, we're the same way. But all I'm saying is first Corinthians 10 to 31 says, so whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So we're not glorifying God by gorging and just overeating. It's we're not stop. You know what I'm saying? Just stop it in the church. We suck at this. That's probably why we can't get half of people to come to church because everybody doing the most and discipline shows up in our bodies. 
discipline discipline shows up in how we look. That's why we're in awe of athletes, whether it's track or football or basketball. That's why we're in awe with supermodels. We're not at all because they're just the most beautiful looking things on earth. It's because you can physically see the God in them, physically see God. And so all of us have the same equipment underneath the fat. We all we all have abs. Everybody's like, I ain't got no abs. No, you have them, but we can't see them because you done put a couple pizzas on the top of them. <laughs> we can't see them. Couple fat back and hog mall. We can't see them. Yeah, everybody got biceps, but we can't see your biceps because you done got all the, you know, you got 29 loaves of bread and like you just putting stuff on top of the stuff that God gave. Everybody has the same calf muscles. And and this is my thing, you know, my husband has really great legs. Like he he ran track. So for me, I'm like, yes, Jesus, thank you for giving me what I wanted, you know. But everybody has this and God made food for us. So what my point was when I started the statement focus, I said, I don't understand. I don't understand why we don't want more God than anything. Mm. Like literally last night, man, I was eating my oranges, you know, I was eating my fruits. I had my vegetables yesterday. You feel closer to God. I'm just going to be a hundred percent, regardless if it's painful. When you start switching your diet, you eventually get to a point where you don't even want anything. God didn't make. I want what God made with his hands for me. And we live in this miraculous, magical world. You go to sleep, you wake up. It's food outside. What the? <laughs> what? Like if, if we turn on the TV right now and they just had a special about the food that grew last night while everybody went to sleep, we would just be sitting there watching it and all like, who is making this food? Who's making said potatoes and carrots and apples and oranges and bananas and peaches and kiwi and watermelon? Who is out here making snap beans? Who is doing this while I'm taking my nap? God. So that's why I said I don't understand why we're so dismissive of God's care for us. So it's like, no, I, I won't. I want to eat what man made and what he put together and how he concentrated it down. I want to eat all the bad sugars and the bleached flour. Why are we eat? Why are we even eating white flour right now? But it's been bleached with the bleach like you wash your clothes with to look pretty. And then we eat it and it has no nutrients. And we're trying to figure out why it's just sticking to us. We can't even digest it right. You know what I'm saying? But we'll trust in it. Here's here's it. I'll be real with you. I've pretty much always been on a healthy path. Shout out to my grandmother. We've always had a garden. She used to go to the meat market where they put your put your meat and paper. Like she really didn't play. If she made bread, she made the bread. You know, so I've all we didn't have a microwave growing up. So I was kind of raised in this environment of if it wasn't somebody grandma in the kitchen cooking, I'm not eating it. It wasn't no McDonald's and Wendy's. We went and guess what? And I didn't even want that. I didn't want that. I'd rather have whatever she stewed on the stove, whatever she got up out that uh, black cast iron skillet. Like I want whatever she made. And so I've had a great upbringing. Everybody didn't have this, but I'll be honest with you. If you go to the grocery store and you flip that package over and you can't even pronounce what's in there, put it back on the shelf. (laughs) It's ridiculous how we trust another person's creation versus trusting God's. When you go and you when you go into the market, you see the vegetable or the item or even just the beef or the chicken, you know exactly what it is. What is that? Chicken. It's organic. Boom. It's grass fed. Boom. Free range eggs. Boom. The chickens got to run around the free range and they organic. So they ate good food. Boom. But when you go and you flip over something, it's got 29 things, including dyes. People just die in food because they don't even look the right color. You trust it? Why are you like, you got to start asking yourself, who do I trust? Do I trust God or do I trust whoever made this? And I don't even know where they live at and they wrapped it in plastic and I'm just supposed to eat it. Why? How is the food lasting six years in this container? (laughs) Because God initially think about this. What happens to an apple when you bite into it in like the next two minutes? Turns colors. Yeah, because you were supposed to eat it. Yeah, I, I once you once you jump up into this, I need you to go and wrap that up, wrap that up. It's not meant to last, it's meant to get in your system and process. 
Like God has, he already set this up. That's why I said, I don't understand what Genesis one twenty nine, and God said, behold, I've given you every, every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. Now we know in 2023, the fruits that have seeds are the healthiest. So it's like, it's crazy how this stuff is in the Bible a long time ago and it's true to today. Um, so I just want to say, I don't understand why we don't trust God. I get it. We're, we're tempted. It's okay to have your breakdowns and you're like, I want to have a cheat meal. That's fine. Have your cheat meal. But we talk about sickness and the things that put us in the hospital. Anything in excess is going to make you sick, especially if it's a processed sugar, especially if it's a, you know, uh, something you are, we already know everything, uh, white breads, pastas, all the good stuff, you know, Sometimes those potatoes, they're delicious. But when you start adding all the cheese and all the everything up in the potatoes, come on, we're doing a lot. Yeah, we're so doing it's a like, lot, but we're doing a lot. It's good. We're doing, we're, doing, we're doing a lot. It's good, though. But there has to be balance. There has to be balance to the things we're doing. And you can get yourself stuck in a way where you're going to be on medicine for the rest of your life. If you don't change your diet, if you don't stop eating the way you're eating, you know? Yeah. That's good. So. We're, gonna, we're gonna pick back up on that because we got to talk about the medicine aspect and how the the yeah they they want to keep us on their medications and stuff. Let, let, yeah, well, so it's just making money and you and you ignorant. Why not? I wow. mean, because it's a simple it's a simple world. So people live off of money. So if I'm a doctor and I can get me about ten patients hooked on medicine, it costs five hundred dollars a month. Hey, oh, I'm wow. hitting a lick. I'm hitting a lick. And guess what? I want you to come back every other month so we can see if we need to up your meds. Or switch you out on a new medication because doctors get kickback on the new meds. Yeah, so do. that's what I'm saying. So it's like a, it's like a double, it's a double edged sword right now. But go ahead. What are you gonna no, say? We, no, we good. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Y'all see with this combo <clears throat> going. You are what you eat. That's what we talking about this morning. Uh, <laughs> we got to go to a break. We coming right back with some more. Hmm. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. And the fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry. Mm. Middle is real, real conversation today, talking about you know you are what you eat, uh, why nutrition matters, mm-hmm. and uh, listen, we got to talk about some of these stats real quick, Dice. Uh, you brought up some um, when you talked about uh, you know as we talked in the first segment, you, you yeah. brought up um, the, the 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 you brought up the doctors. Um, want to diagnose you with these different things and want mm-hmm. you to keep coming back and filling these prescriptions because they mm-hmm. get kickbacks. Like these are the real numbers of what people are like going through with all these health issues today. Yeah. And then let's talk about how we can change these numbers. Okay. So, I mean, you can even go on the CDC. That total of 37.3 million people have diabetes. Um, 28.7 million people have been diagnosed with diabetes. Um, Undiagnosed, we have 8.5 million people. So for those of you who, you know, either you're lethargic or maybe you feel like you're going to pass out sometimes or, you know, because it fluctuates for those of you who've been around diabetic individuals, you have to keep up with, you know, where your sugar levels are. That's why you need to have a testing strip you know, a little thing so you can, you know, keep up where your sugar is. So you do, so you don't overeat or eat too much more sugar or, you know, and cause yourself to have to go to the hospital. But pre-diabetic ages uh, 18 or older, we have 96 million people who are pre-diabetic, 96 million people. Um, people 65 and up, we have 26.4 million people who have been pro- pre-diagnosed as being diabetic bottom line is that's way too many people who have diabetes and uh for those of you who don't know what diabetes is it's where sugar builds up in your bloodstream and it's because your pancreas cannot produce enough insulin to break the sugars down so both one and two type diabetes may be caused by a combination of just your genetics but also your eating habits so in order to get this under control, the best thing to do if you have diabetes or you're struggling with diabetes is to change your diet. That's number one. You can't keep eating the way you were eating. It's too much. It's too much. So, but when we're talking about 
doctors and kickbacks. This is a this is a challenging part for doctors, and I'm praying for doctors and nurses all over the world. Some of our our practitioners they get into the medical field wanting to help people, and then they get in there and they realize it's tough because the rules and the regulations and how we're helping people isn't what they originally thought. Um, so with that being said, yes, for new drugs and trying out new drugs on people, doctors do get a kickback. You know, it's just, it is what it is. If you're going to support my business or you're going to support the new thing. Yeah. You're going to get a kickback for that. And it doesn't mean that this new drug is, is helpful or beneficial or even better than a drug that the, uh, that the, um, client or the the person was on before you know what i'm saying so it's like it's it's a little game and we know this some people some doctors are really helpful so shout out to you who are prescribing the right prescriptions just the correct amount and you're not you know nilly willy out here just giving people drugs i know some people got 29 drugs sitting on their uh kitchen table wow i literally i went over somebody's house one day and i just took pictures of all the vials of the drugs and i sent it to their son and i said this is what your mama owned I need you to go on a research because here's the thing. I'm hundred percent sure all these drugs can't be mixed together. And she's over here just doing a cocktail, you know, throwing them back. And then she ain't keeping up with all of them. It's too many drugs to be taken. So with all that being said, um, we have to know the risk factors that are associated with our health, regardless if it's diabetes or something else. And we have to learn how to prevent uh, these diseases if we want to get better if we want to walk in the will of God is all I'm trying to say like some people can heal themselves some people may need to be on drugs the rest of their life but here's the thing if you do take medicine you really need to eat better focus because your body heals itself from the nutrients we give it from the oxygen we give it so you can't just be sick get a drug and keep taking a drug and keep eating the way you was eating once you get on a medication, you're like, oh, shoot, I need to eat more spinach, more broccoli, more kale, more greens. I need to eat more organic. You know, I need to eat more yogurts or more, you know, things that have calcium. Not more fried fish. Not more fried no, fish. I need to eat more lean meats. I need to not eat more, more lean. I need to go Twizzlers. up. Not more hmm, Twizzlers. Yeah. No, no. New Twizzlers are fire. But oh man, my goodness. Can, you, can you imagine the work your stomach gotta do to digest that Twizzler though? Like, it's always the delicious stuff. You just like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, but your stomach is tired. And guess what? Some of that is just sticking up in there. You brought up something off air about cleansing. I'm glad you brought that up. We need to detox because some people be like, well, I started taking vitamins or started juicing and I don't feel no better. It's because the nutrients can't get into your intestines. And, and get absorbed like in your in your intestines like everything that goes into your stomach this is how your body's going to absorb your nutrients is when it gets into your intestines so it's like if your intestines are coated with years of uh fat back hog mog and twizzlers it don't matter what vitamin you take because it can't your, your vitamin can't get through into and, and get into your system and be absorbed so yeah you need to go on and cleanse you know you need to cleanse at least twice a year uh, at least two times a year, do you a couple weeks so that you can detox and really get the juices and stuff in there that can push everything out so your body can absorb the good that you're going to start to give it. But well, I could just run this into the ground. I'm just saying, I don't understand why it's so complicated. If you know that God created you and then you know that God went and created food for you, you should just one plus one equal two, they go together. Mm. so you know stop buying stuff in a bag like go ahead and make your food you know like this is this is so easy i just i don't know if you want to change you know if you want to change if you want to just keep eating and drinking what you want go ahead go ahead but you can have more life and life more abundantly if you would eat the things that god made for you to eat like partner with god partner with god you know, Dice, it's said that 80% of the <clears throat> average human diet is extremely unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And, and when I when I, when I I saw that, I said, 80%? 80%? It said that mm-hmm. 80% of the average human diet is extremely unhealthy. And not only is it unhealthy, these uh, stores, <laughs> these restaurants, listen, they're caught up in profit over caring about you. Let's be very clear. 
So the food that we consume, um, we have to be aware of it to make it our business to make sure that we understand where we go to eat and how much we uh, consume of it. Because that's the biggest thing. Like you say, mm-hmm. if you do things in moderation every now and then, you know, you know, maybe once or twice a, a month have that steak compared to two, two to three times a week, mm-hmm. you know. When you talk about the fried food, and Lord help me, oh my goodness, right? So I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean tell me I can't have no fried? Oh my goodness, this fried chicken is gonna bother me. Uh, but, you, but you got but, the, you got, all you got to do is coat it in some olive oil, put it in the air fryer, focus. Just season nah, it the right way. No, nah, season it the right way. It'll be I'm juicy. Right. You you, you I can't just. I give up. On it. Just, I will give up on it. I just go on to heaven and just give up on it. My listen. My shouts out to you, mother in law. My mother in law always listens to our show. Shouts out to you, mama in law. I love you. My mama in law lived by that air fryer. I don't she know what. Come on now, that air fryer is a beast. It's okay. It's a acquired taste. I get it. Yes, you take all the, the grease off of it, but no, no. It's something about me and, and dropping it in that uh that uh, olive oil, frying in that, that olive oil. Deep frying it and, and bringing it up in that basket. You know what I'm talking about. Anybody who got them deep fryers know what I'm talking about. Like it's something about bringing that basket up and shaking that joker two or three times. Bringing the basket just, up and yeah, shaking you just it. Shake it two or three times. So y'all pray for me because I got to get this fried chicken kick up. Uh, I'm gonna have to do more grilled chicken. But I, but yeah. I think that yeah, we we need to consume things that are more healthier for us. So that way we have less hospital visits and more of going to the gym. Listen. Mm-hmm. This, this stellar basketball game has uh, taught me a very valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. And I told my wife, I say, this is go time for us. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we've been going to the gym mm-hmm. faithfully. Of course, I've mm-hmm. been hitting it harder because I got mm-hmm. this game coming up in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But I say, I want to stay on the gas. I don't want to let off after the game's over with, go That's back right. to normal eating, go back to not exercising three or four times a week. No, no, the mm-hmm. devil is a lie. This mm-hmm. is my new lifestyle until God called me uh, back to heaven. Let's be very clear. I love it. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's something. But I had to retrain my mind. That's what I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Well, that's I what really I'm saying. I had to retrain my mind. That, well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not going to be easy. We know that. Especially the habits that you created when you were young. You know, it's so funny. My husband and I, we were like, honey, remember when you were young, you could just eat a box of Debbie cakes? Facts. <laughs> the whole box. With, look, and a, and a quart of milk. You just down it. You had the quart, the skinny quart of milk. Everybody know it. And then you had the, the whole, whether you had your, your cupcakes, the honey buns, or the brownies. Don't don't act funny. Yes, I do remember those days. And, and the thing about it is, our parents didn't care because they gave us the whole box. Go on in there, watch some TV, and eat your, eat, your, eat, your, eat your brownies, eat your honey buns, hit, hit some milk, watch it down with some milk. <laughs> I said, I can't count the days. And sh- shout out to my uh, cousins, uh, Lishness and Vaughn, my Zelma. So I-, I couldn't get food stamps, but they could. So like, listen, bro, I would get like $2. I would go get me a bag of now laters, 10 now laters, a Dorito, a bag of Doritos and a Fago, like for lunch. It was just like so normal, you know, and we were cracking up about the whole eating a whole box of Debbie cakes because I said, honey. You wouldn't gain nan one pound. Nope. It it didn't make you sick. No. Nope. What you did you didn't get diarrhea. It was nope. like it was just very normal that you could eat a throwback. A, I'm talking about the twelve, 12 uh, the whole twelve of whatever it came. It was beautiful, dice. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you talking about what it was? It was beautiful. I was there. I know. I was there. But now it's just, it's so bad. That's why I was like, man, you know, and these are habits that even I had to break. That's why I was saying like, the only way I was able to break away from some of those young, young habits was to lean into God. And I, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think you can do it of your own reconnaissance. I think you have to literally trust God and say, God, today I need your help to pick the right choices, you know, and you got to start looking at the foods God made as God made this by his hands for you. So when you're in the store, every single colorful piece of fruit, vegetable, God thought about that for you. There's something in you that needs that. And for those of you who eat with your eyes, because a lot of people eat with your eyes, those are the foods you need. So what you out there gravitating towards, I'm talking about the healthy foods, not these, <laughs> not the fried chicken. Bowls. I'm talking about when you're in that store and you're like, ooh, apple, banana, orange, like whatever that is, eat that. That's for you. And it's better to eat a natural sugar 
than a, confi- or a refined sugar, a bleached sugar any day. So if you got a sweet tooth, get you the apples with the uh, whatever. I love peanut butter. I'm, I'm just a fan of that. You know, make sure you always got your oranges chopped up, ready to go. Like, trust God is all I'm trying to say. Trust God. Whatever God made for you, that's what you need to be eating. That's what you need to be eating. He made it for us. And I just think we diss it so much, you know, because we're away from farms, you know. And for those of you who grow your food, it connects you with God. When you go put a seed in the ground, two weeks later, you see the stem coming up out there in the yard or in the pot. A month from now, when those little cherry tomatoes stop popping off and you're like, thank you, God. And it tastes so fresh. And it's like I said, it's it's magical. But we often... We don't grow our food anymore. So I think there's a disconnect of what God really does in the earth, you know, like period in the earth. There's a promise. Put the seed in the ground, water that seed. I'm going to increase it. Say what? That's how we roll. That's why I put the seed in the fruit for you. It's in there so you'll have abundance, you know. So I want everybody to be blessed abundantly. So we got to start changing how we eat. We do. We definitely got to change how we eat, uh, change how we think about food. And um, yes, there are healthy options options out there for you. So look at all the healthy options. And mm-hmm. then, and, you know, for the little cheat days, like Dice brought up, do them in moderation. Make sure you're not doing them uh, three, four times a week, maybe mm-hmm. two or three times a month. That's the mm-hmm. difference in disciplining yourself and really doing right. Listen, focus uh, the Dicer. We got to go to a music break. We coming back with closing thoughts. Keep it locked. You tune into The Fix. And The Fix is in. And we're back. DJ Focus, Dice Campbell. Woo! The fix is in. What did you think about the show today, though? Off the chain. Absolutely. I know some of you are like, we didn't even know there was a gang that uh, was a good gang that was out here intentionally trying to bust up, uh, you know, evil forces. Hey, we exist. Uh, DKG Kai, thank you so much for stopping by today with the Spiritual Detox. I hope you guys appreciated all the love and all the knowledge, especially, uh, you know, just his stories of where he's come from and what he's had to go through. And shout out to all things Detroit. Like anybody repping Detroit right now, especially uh, repping Detroit from a Christian aspect, intentionally ministering to men and women all over the world um not falling into the typical ideology of you know someone being from detroit or being from the streets like shout out to you and definitely uh, much love to you dkg kai um god bless you on on all the journeys every to every place that god has taken you like god bless you and keep you and then man i hope you guys got something out of that topic today you are what you eat and listen, if you did, if you've learned something new today or, or something stood out to you, please, please uh, shoot us a shoot us a text or DM us, you know, like or, or comment on the post on our page. We want to know that we're giving you good content, things that inspire you and motivate you and uh, and just kind of fill you up. And so, yeah, today that you are what you eat real talk topic is one that you know i even needed to hear all over again and speaking of food because i definitely uh, have a food fetish i wanted to make sure you guys knew of a couple of other christian restaurants that maybe you didn't know of now we always know about an in and out burger or chick-fil-a and things like that these restaurants are super super popular for over like 50 to 70 years they've been around and some of you may know about cookout and even if you don't know about cookout uh cookout is uh it started on the west coast but it has spread over the past 30 years all over the world so it has more than 200 of these uh restaurants and they serve all kind of food and it's always fresh and shout out to all the uh, djs at each cookout because they play christian music in the restaurant and they actually print bible verses on all of their paper products just like in an out burger and here's another one for you guys for those of you who are looking to support businesses who are on a mission and they are doing like missionary work at their establishment elevation burger is another one and this was a new one for me but this is where you can find your good old burgers and your fries and um they're they're all over the world so they have over 50 locations northeast uh, north in the northeast and middle east and they offer grass-fed beef 
and fries fried in olive oil. And their philosophy is uh, to be good stewards of what God has given them. And then, listen, last but not least, I might as well go ahead and do this notable mention, Sweet Frog, premium frozen yogurt. So I'm here for all things yogurt. And you guys can check out uh, sweetfrog.com because they have unique flavors like Irish Mint Cookie, Island Banana, everything chocolate. And they, they're saying is we fully rely on God. That's where frog comes from. F-R-O-G, sweet frog, frozen yogurt. And none of these places have paid us uh, any advertisement. But if you would like to go on and drop a, you know, a little piece of change, don't hit us on the cash app at the Fix Radio Show. Um, that's, that's about it, guys. I hope you guys have a blessed day. Um, make sure you remember to keep it positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should be your goal and it's definitely our goal. The fix is in and we out. Peace, y'all.